0: You're listening to Storytrails The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the complete Storytrails series launch by Becky Stirrup. My name's Tresha, but some call me white on account of my white whiskers, don't you know? Now, I suppose you want to know what my occupation is? (laughs) Yes, I've heard of you interviewing everyone about the guide's request to open the way to the human world for tours. (laughs) Well, I'm a cat. Sometimes I give directions and sometimes I don't. If you want to call that an occupation, you may. I do cat things. And sometimes I disappear. (laughs) That's always fun. As to what I think about humans being permitted to visit our world on these tours that the guide is planning... I don't suppose I care one way or the other. Alice was all right. Though we did close all the doorways after her last visit, so it might not be such a good idea to allow humans to roam around here again. No, What is good anyway? <laughs> There's a Poem about this sort of thing. Hmm, let me see. Ah, yes. A frudge came through the froom one day, and oh, how the frudge wanted to play, but how the snipple snap, snub, snapped, and snapped until the frudge went back. You know what? I think I may just pop along to Hatter's for a milk of saucer <laughs> yeah. You've been listening to Storytrails The Interviews a micro-series that precedes the full series launch of Storytrails The Ultimate Package Holiday a podcast for grown-ups and children to enjoy together This micro-series has been developed specifically to provide families with something fun to do during these tricky times. Each episode introduces a character from the Enchanted Realm, gives you a creative mission that, should you choose to accept, may result in your wonderful creations being displayed on the Storytrails website, and includes a chapter from the latest draft of my book, The Knotbird. Keep listening for this week's creative mission and the chapter from The Knotbird. This week's creative mission is to make up a word and let me know what it is and what you think it means. You could even make up a nonsense poem. Have a look at some of the examples through the links in the show notes. You can send them to info at storytrails.co.uk or tweet them to at storytrailsuk. Remember to keep checking the website to see your work displayed at www.storytrails.co.uk and keep listening for this week's chapter from The Knotbird. The Knot Bird is intended for children from the ages of 8 to 10, but some younger and some older children may enjoy it. The story includes themes of family, separation, friendship and identity. Towards the end of the book, it also includes some violence and death. It is a journey of discovery and found family. These chapters are taken from the latest draft of the novel, and the published book will likely be a bit different from the one you hear here. I hope you enjoy the following chapter. The not Bird, Chapter 6 Merchan could not sleep. He meditated on the bird law, but he could not reconcile it with his heart. He had come to care for Flodder, even thinking of him as a son. That he must pronounce judgment chilled him. And for the first time, he truly questioned the law. It existed to protect them, to warn them, to guide them. Merchan sighed. Burrow was right. Flodder was not one of them. A bird would never have broken the law at all. A bird would not be able to, would not even question it. Every day, Marchand witnessed Flodder desperately trying to understand the simplest of lessons, things no bird would question or need to even grapple with, like staying hidden among trees and bush. For the first time, Marchand doubted his decision to care for the creature. Perhaps it would have been kinder to let him go. Marchand watched Boreau saw him almost sleep, then shake awake and stare at the nest he had built with Cheru. Something was not right in any of this. Ma-chan believed that Baro still loved Cheru deeply, but not enough to go back to her. Bureau had too much pride and something new around the edges of his eyes, something like guilt and perhaps fear. Mar chan wondered what Baro had not told. Burrow went with the door. Exhaustion had claimed him at last, but his thoughts had remained full of unseen talons and fire. As his lids peeled open, he was surprised to see Murchan. Follow me, said Murchan, stepping from the branch and falling out of sight. Burrow had no choice but to fly after his leader. They flitted between trees and through bracken. Burrow had not fully woken, and it was all he could do... To focus on Merchan. He did not realise where they were going until they were there. Merchan rested at the edge of the wood near an area blackened by fire. As Borough landed next to him, Merchan did not stir. He stared at the singed twigs and leaves. Now tell me, Borough, and leave nothing out, what happened. Borough's downy feathers pricked against him at Merchan's voice. I have told no. I do not think you have. Marchand looked burrow in the eye. Burrow looked away. It was dangerous to accuse another bird of lying. Vlada was flying high. The falcon attacked him. What were you doing here at all, Boreau? It's good that I was. You would have died otherwise. Yes, an event I believe you desired. So why help him at all? Chiru betrayed you. Isn't that what you have said? Boreau hung his head. His feathers lay flat against his thin frame. Murchan stared again at the charred earth. Something happened more than you have said. I think you are, in part, to blame. Boreau raised his head in alarm. His beak parted to protest, but Murchan did not let him speak. Do not bother, Boreau. What I think does not matter now. We only know what you have told us. Perhaps Flodder will sing a different song. I doubt it will help. For such an impasse, he must have flown beyond the word, and there is only one penalty for that. I must condemn a chick that I have come to think of as a son. You will have what you desired. Flodder will be gone. Does this please you? Burroughs swallowed hard against unexpected emotions. His beak paled and his eyes grew dim. No, he said. Good, Murchan looked away, and in a far-off voice said, Perhaps there is hope for you then. Murchan fell silent, and Barreau flapped wearily away. He could not erase the image in his mind of Murchan, their great leader, looking so defeated. The weight of all Murchan and True's pain piled against Boreau. He was to blame, if only for wishing And somewhere deep inside, Barrow was pleased. And his guilt grew. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Storytrails, The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the upcoming podcast Storytrails, The Ultimate Package Holiday. This episode was created and acted by Becky Stirrup. The wonderful music was provided by the very talented King Rich. And for a full list of sound effects and credits, please see the show notes. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Remember, words are magic, and that's why putting letters in order is called spelling. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's Becky here. I just wanted to let you know about a brilliant newsletter. If you like podcasts, if you are a podcaster, if you're looking for more fiction podcasts to listen to, this is the newsletter for you. It's free to sign up and it's full of fabulous information and it's called The Fiction Podcast Weekly. So go ahead and check it out. You can actually go to thepodcasthost.com and find uh, the sign-up sheet there and uh, there's a link to it in the show notes. So give it a whirl. It's absolutely wonderful. And once again, thanks for listening.